Good morning. morning. Welcome to Church of the Palms. All you brave souls that came out with all this rain. Um, My name is Marilyn Cownan, and I serve here as an elder at Church of the Palms. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. As we prepare for worship, let us bow our heads in prayer. Everlasting God, in whom we live and move and have our being. You have made us for yourself so that our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Give us purity of heart and strength of purpose that no selfish passion may hinder us from knowing your will. No weakness keep us from doing it, that in your light we may see light clearly and in your service find perfect freedom. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Now as we worship together, may our hearts receive his Holy Spirit, our ears listen to his word, and our voices be raised in praise to the glory of God.
Will you please stand for the call to worship? Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Let us worship God. God's mercy, we draw close to the mystery of faith, love that cannot be undone by our sin. Trusting that God is grace, let us confess our sin to God, and you will find that prayer of confession on page three of your bulletin. Let us pray together. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have refused to hear the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. I declare to you, in the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. 
And as the contemporary service worshipers who join us in the traditional service, as we join Christians throughout the ages, let us state what we believe as written in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now if you would turn to your neighbor and give them a hearty quack. Good morning, you hearty souls. We are so glad that you uh, swam your way here this morning. Uh, we are thankful that the good Lord has uh, provided us a little bit of shelter here from our uh, local precipitation. Uh, those of you who are watching on live stream, the reason why we have a few gaps here in our pews is uh, there's a lot of flooding going on in Sarasota, so a lot of people are having a hard time getting here. So. But we're glad that you're here, and we are thankful uh, to be together on Kickoff Sunday. <laughs> so we're going to kick off. Uh, uh, it's going to be maybe a, an onside kick, but we're going to kick off anyway. So um, many of you uh, were prepared for us to be able to do a bunch of different things today, which were uh, reliant upon some good weather. We were hoping to go into our new facility and do some sacred graffiti on the inside walls, uh, but that's not going to happen today. Um, and uh, we do have the start of a bounce house outside. If you wanna, want us to inflate that, you can bounce in the rain. You can do that too, but we're not going to do that either. But pancakes. We got pancakes. Yeah, so and now if you can get here to there to eat the pancakes, that's a whole other thing. 
We don't recommend going through the courtyard unless maybe the rain has come to a stop and it gets a little drier out there. There's a lot of puddling going on. You might want to make your way around the chapel or through the parking lot over that way. That's probably your driest way there. Uh, or we have a, um, we have a uh, exhibition for Crocs. You can wear Crocs and make your way over there. Um, no, we, we, uh, we do though, encourage you to come over, enjoy a little fellowship over in the campus center and we will have uh, pancakes there, but also more importantly, opportunities for you to learn about ministry here at Church of the Palms and how you might want to re-up in your own discipleship and in your own personal mission uh, to do some new things here at Church of the Palms. There's opportunities and mission and opportunities and service here on the campus, opportunities for you to learn about how you can grow in your faith and in Bible study and in our uh, small group fellowship. So we would love for you to come over, enjoy some time over there, and, uh, and then we will probably next week or the following week take some time to go and do our little sacred graffiti over in uh, our new facility. Uh, but today is the kind of day that helps us to understand how wonderful it will be when we have uh, another building that we can use and go to and uh, experience our fellowship together uh, in a dry sort of way. We uh, also want to call your attention to Inside Your Bulletin is a wellness survey, and as we anticipate the construction of the completion of our Palm Center, we're also anticipating various forms of ministry that we can expand our life into one of our uh, one of our strategic objectives is to be ministering to the whole person, and we would love to get your input uh, in our little wellness survey that's inside your bulletin, an insert there. Take the time uh, while you're still here in the sanctuary uh, to fill that out and, um, and make sure to either drop it off in the offering plate, preferably in the offering plate. You can give it to an usher in the way out if you'd like, but uh, we know that our best way of getting that information from you is for you to give that to us uh, before you leave. But we'd like to learn about the kinds of ways we can serve you as we seek to minister to body, mind, and spirit over the course of the next season of ministry here. And uh, that will help us to define even more so what kind of programming we can do, not only through our Palm Center, but throughout our entire ministry here at Church of the Palms. So please do us that favor and do that. On your way out the door, you'll be able to pick up a Connect magazine, so take that with you and find ways by which you can connect with us even as early as these uh, weeks to come. Many of you, I'm sure, are concerned, as all of us are, about the uh, flooding and the terrible storm over in Texas. Uh, Hurricane Harvey is wrecking havoc there, and we are certainly mindful of our dear friends over in the Houston and Corpus Christi area. We want to uh, give you an opportunity to, if you want to respond immediately to that, the best way to do that is the Presbyterian family is to do that through uh, PDA, which is Presbyterian Disaster Assistance. You can go online, go to their website. You can give directly through the Presbyterian uh, relief effort. Uh, and uh, if you'd like to, if you feel like you're ready to write a check right now, you can certainly, when you head over to the Campus Center, find the Global Partners table, and they'll be glad to take your, uh, your gift as well, and that will be coupled with everybody else's and be given to uh, the Presbyterian Disaster Assistance Fund. So we keep uh, all of those good folks in our prayers. We uh, don't mind a little storm here, but certainly we have our eyes focused on those who are going through some great tragedy over on the other coast. We are also grateful to see Madison Brion here today, who has just graduated from Marine Boot Camp. Stand up, Madison, and welcome him 
to uh, back to our alive to tell about it. So that's a good thing. So we're, we're glad we, we watched Madison grow over the years here in our fellowship, and we're glad that you're here and celebrating us with us, your, your great milestone. We look forward to hearing good things in the future uh, about your career. Let's continue our worship. Thank you. 
like to invite our newest members to come forward here in the front of the sanctuary. And while they're coming up, I want to also especially welcome our 10 o'clock worship service uh, in order to make room in the campus center for us to do what we are doing. Our good 10 o'clock friends uh, are over here worshiping with us uh, at 9 o'clock. So welcome and welcome to our nine uh, 10 o'clock worship team uh, who will be leading us in our uh, second hymn. And we're looking forward to that as we uh, combine our worship and our congregation together uh, this morning. So, standing before you are these hearty new souls, these new members who uh, have come forward to be with us this morning uh, and to be welcomed into the life of our church. And we are delighted that you're here. And uh, I'd love to uh, call their names out. And as I do, just uh, raise your hands and uh, we can put name and face together. David and Violetta Apgar. There you are. Carolyn Brenneman and our daughter Sherry Brenneman, and Sean and Karen Dingle, and Nora Roberts over here, and Nick and Susan Stavros over here. Would you give them a good round of applause as they come into our life here? You can turn around and face me now, sorry. I know you'd rather look out there. It is so good to have you all here as our newest members. You were in our class last week and were received into membership by members of our session. And now you're before us today to be received publicly into our life together. And as we have been talking all along, you're joining a greater mission, the mission of Church of the Palms, our effort to love God and love neighbor. And we're delighted that as you come before us today, you get to publicly reaffirm your faith in Jesus Christ. So to that end, I'd like to ask you these questions as you uh, become our newest members. Is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you trust in him? I do. do you intend to be his disciple, to obey his word, and to show his love? And will you be a faithful member of this congregation, giving of yourself in every way, and will you seek the fellowship of the church wherever you may be? Well, by your response to those questions, you have indeed affirmed your faith in Jesus Christ and have accepted your part in the family of God here at Church of the Palms. We are looking forward to rubbing shoulders with you in our common mission to love God and love neighbor and to be the light of Christ in our world. And we hope that you will find this to be a place of welcome and a place where you're able to use your gifts for the service of God. So to that end, will you please pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks that you are a God who includes us in your family. We are thankful, Lord, that as we go through the bright spots of life and also the storms of life, that you are the one who shelters us within the arms of your love and grace. We are thankful, Lord, that you are the God who saw fit to create the church so that we would have a place of sanctuary, a place where we can come and worship you and then be sent out into the world so that we can be the church beyond these walls in and through our world. We thank you, O Lord, that you have given us these good people to be a part of our community such that we would grow not only in number but even more importantly in spirit and more importantly, that we would grow as the body of Christ in the world, that the world may see through who we are and what we do, that there is a God who so loves all of your children. 
So we pray, Lord, that you will fill these good people with your Holy Spirit, allow us to work side by side, encourage us as we carry out your work so that you may be glorified in all that we do. And Lord, we pray especially today for our dear friends on the other side of uh, this, uh, of the Gulf as they go through this terrible storm of, of Hurricane Harvey. We pray, Lord, that you will keep those uh, who are yearning for safety within your safety. We pray, O oh Lord, that you will rush to them the help of those who are close at hand and that you will rush to them the help of the church. And we pray, Lord, that you will allow us, even ourselves, to be instruments of your love and grace to those who are going through uh, life's tragedies. We thank you, Lord, that you give us the resources to do these things and pray that you will allow us to be that beacon of light in your world, especially as the storms come into our lives. So bless us, O Lord, and keep us and be with these good people as they seek to carry out your mission alongside of all the people and family here at Church of the Palms. For we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, who taught us all to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We're not gonna make these people stand outside to be welcomed today, but we are going to have them out in the narthex. So as you're leaving the church, perhaps on your way over to the campus center, make sure to say hi to these good people as you make your way. So again, welcome to the life of the church. And we will now be receiving our morning offering. Nice to see you. Sean, good to see you. Hey, buddy. All right. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are stilled, when striving cease. My comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. In Christ alone, who took on flesh, fullness of God in helpless babe. This gift of love and righteousness Scorned by the ones he came to save Till on that cross as Jesus died The wrath of God was satisfied For every sin on him was laid Here in the death of Christ I live 
body lay Light of the world by darkness slain Then bursting forth in glorious day Up from the grave he rose again And as he stands in victory Since curse has lost its grip on me For I am his and he is mine Bought with the precious blood of Christ Let us pray. Gracious God, you have given us so much. Everything we have belongs to you. We bow before you in humility, and we ask that you accept these gifts as a token of our love for you. We pray that these offerings are used to bring you glory. Open our eyes to the needs around us so that we continue to give generously throughout the week with acts of service and gifts of love. In Christ's name we pray, amen. You may be seated, and I would like to invite the children to come forward with Miss Carol for the children's moment. The rain, come on, guys. We don't have a huge group yet, but we will. We will, come on up, Kimmy, come on. So, we'll see there's a lot more than I thought. Come on up, guys, have a seat. So I have a question. Did you guys ever write, come on up. Did you guys ever write anything on your hand that you needed to remember? No? 
tell me something that you might write on your hand that you need to remember. Maybe it's, um, you got a test tomorrow. Mm, bring your lunch money. My kids always forget their lunch money. Sometimes you need a note at school. Maybe you don't want to forget something, right? Well, guess what? I have something written on my hand. You guys want to see what it is? Okay. See? Can you guys see that? Can you read it? Should we tell them what it says? Who wants to, you want to read it to me? Read it out in the, God loves me. (gasps) That is something I don't ever want to forget. But you know what? Sometimes I do forget that. Sometimes I go about my whole day and I forget to think about God. But you know what? God, he doesn't forget about me. It says in the Bible, in Isaiah, in the book of Isaiah, it says, yet I will never forget you. You are engraved on the palms of my hands. It's like we have made our mark, our permanent mark on our God that will always be there. You know that? And so, God loves us. He loves us that much that he won't ever forget us. So, I know it's raining, and we were going to do this cool thing this week, but we're going to get the chance to, to go outside in the new building over there and make our mark on the building of blessings on the building. So we'll go upstairs and do some of that in kids' worship. But each and every one of you are going to get the chance to be physically make your mark on the building outside. Do you guys know what we're going to be doing in that building once it's all built? You see it out there, that big building? It's not, it's not done yet, but when it's done, you know what we're going to be doing in that building? God's work. That's right. We're going to get to draw our signature, or we're going to get to draw our picture, or um, a message, a blessing in that building that will be there to the end of time, just like God has engraved us on his hand until eternity. It's pretty cool. So, When we do that, when we make that mark of blessing, that will be for all the kids and all the families and all the people that will go before us, go after us, even when we're gone. It's pretty cool, isn't it? So I know it would be good to go out there today, but it's a little rainy, so maybe next week. Hold that thought, all right? Let's pray. Dear God, thank you that you have etched us in the palm of your hand and that you love us that much that you will never forget us. Bless the Palm Center and um, go before all those families and be with us today in the rain and those people who are experiencing a lot more rain than we are in Texas. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on up. We can do it. We can. We can. us in so many ways through creation the heavens declare the glory of god we're going to sing about his greatness the words to this next hymn are in your bulletins why don't you stand with us and the contemporary group will lead us in how great is our god
Amen. You can be seated, and many thanks to our worship team. Thank you for leading us in that great, great song. <clears throat> so this morning we are um, shifting gears with kickoff Sunday. Uh, we are anticipating the beginning of our next round through what we've been calling the narrative lectionary, which is our chance to take a look at the grand sweep of the story of God from the beginning of Genesis all the way through the end of the New Testament. And we've been doing this over the last three years, and this year we're going to be doing it again, and we take different stories, the major stories of the narrative of God from Genesis through Revelation, and uh, sort of weaving that thread of God's providence and grace uh, throughout our church year. Uh, this year, we're going to be looking at the Gospel of John once we get to that New Testament part of God's story, which uh, won't take place until uh, the beginning of the, the new calendar year. But uh, one of the operative phrases in the Gospel of John is uh, the phrase, I am. Jesus speaks about himself in, uh, in various metaphors. I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the gate. I am the door. Uh, I am, uh, I am, and I am the light of the world. So it is that uh, it, uh, that is a phrase borrowed from the Old Testament, and uh, that is a phrase that we're going to be looking at today in the, uh, the account of the call of Moses in Exodus chapter 3. So hearing that, let us uh, turn to the reading of God's Word as, it founds, as, we're, as it's found in Exodus chapter 3, beginning at the first verse. Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. And he looked, and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. And then he said, come no closer, remove the sandals from your feet, for the place on which you're standing is holy ground. And he said further, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry on account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey to the country of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. The cry of the Israelites has now come to me. I have also seen how the Egyptians oppressed them. So come, I will send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign for you, that, is I, that it is I who sent you, which you have brought the people out of Egypt. You shall worship the God on this mountain. 
But Moses said to God, if I come to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. He said further, thus you shall say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. This is the word of the Lord. Oh, one more scripture. I got so caught up in that story, I forgot I had to read another one. <laughs> from Psalm chapter, from Psalm 8. Our Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens out of the mouths of babes and infants. You have founded a bulwark because of your foes to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them and mortals that you care for them? Yet you have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You have given them dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under their feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. May the Lord bless to us an understanding of this, his holy word. Let us pray. Allow us, O oh Lord, your grace, and allow these words to point to the word just read and to the word made flesh in Jesus the Christ. For we pray this in his name, amen. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals, that you care for them. There are all sorts of theories postulated as to why so many of us Americans and citizens of the globe took ourselves outside in the middle of a work day and with protective glasses and pinhole viewers looked up at the heavens to gaze at the moon and the sun. It was an eclipse, of course, Something like that doesn't happen every day, once in a blue moon, dare we say. And that may be the biggest reason for why we were out there last Monday, just to say that we witnessed something that seldom happens, seldom even within a lifetime. But I'm guessing there's more to it than that. We human creatures have always been heaven gazers. Look at the moon, we say, when the harvest orb sits above the horizon appearing twice its size, or, or making our way out to Siesta Beach and waiting for the sun to slip below the horizon. That happens every day, and yet there's something about us that wants to see it happen for ourselves. Or a, a shooting star, or the appearance of Jupiter, or Saturn, or Mars. Something about the heavens that draws our gaze. 
Maybe it's the enormity of it, the endless universe, which apparently is still expanding. The, the fact that our, our little sun is one of 200 billion stars in the Milky Way galaxy, and the Milky Way galaxy is only one of likely between 100 and 200 billion galaxies. That's a pretty big universe. And maybe it's the vastness that gets us out of our pinhole brains enough to consider what might, behind, what might be behind the enormity. Something that big must have something significant behind it or within it or before it or at the end of it. And it is this experience of transcendence that quickens what we might call the spirit inside us. It may be what we mean when we call ourselves spiritual, this, this quickening inside us when we consider our little role in the vastness of the universe. We can understand why the psalmist asks this question. When I look at your heavens, the, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are mortals that you consider us what are human beings that you are mindful of us? Spirituality is when we, when we ask that question, when we try to connect the dots up in the sky with this little dot on the earth. What are human beings that you are mindful of us? It's pretty much the same question that Moses has for God when he has his spiritual transcendent moment. Moses isn't looking into the light of the sky. No, rather he's looking into the light of this bush that will not stop burning. Talk about something that doesn't happen very often. And it's his, in his gaze that he hears something. He hears the, the voice of the universe speaking to him. To, to him, the voice is speaking to him, and it comes with a call. Somehow, the voice of the ages has a call for him, names him, calls him, and tells him that he's the one that is supposed to save his people, to deliver the Israelites from the bondage of slavery. Moses has been trying to mind his own business out there in the wilderness, but the voice tells him, oh Moses, there is other business to mind. And Moses asked the psalmist's question, who am I? <laughs> who am I? in the vastness of the universe, in the enormity of this particular, who am I? What, what, what business do I have in confronting Pharaoh and rescuing your people? Good question. And a fair question. It doesn't take much for us to deduce that, that for us we are a small speck in the grand scheme of things, that we just don't amount to much, perhaps, when we think about the great powers of the universe. It's like the man that went to the psychiatrist complaining of an inferiority complex, so the psychiatrist decided to run a few tests on the man, and a couple weeks later, the man came back, and the psychiatrist said to him, I, I've got some good news and some bad news. The good news is the test results came back negative, no signs of anything having to do with any type of complex. That's the good news. The bad news is you really are inferior. <laughs> it doesn't take much, right, in this world, in our view of the universe, to cause us 
to think that we don't have out of the gate that we don't have it. We don't have what it takes. Who am I? Moses asks. Because really I am inferior. Maybe the task is just too big and I am too small. And so in response, do you know what God does not say? You know what God does not say to Moses? God does not say, well, you know, I checked your SAT scores and you're in the 98th percentile. Oh, I was very impressed with your four-page resume. Oh, I hacked into your bank account and could see that you have quite a balance. God does not say these things because these things are not who Moses is. No, the only answer God has for Moses when he asks his question, who am I? God says, I will be with you. You are who you are because I am with you. You are who you are because I breathe life into you. You are who you are because I knit you together in your mother's womb. You are who you are because I made you a little lower than the angels. You are who you are because you are connected to the stars and the fire that burns and the fires burning inside you. Who am I, Moses asked, and God says, I will be with you. Okay says Moses after asking his first question. Okay, he says, well then, who are you? And God says, I am who I am. God says, I am who I am, and I am who I am because that is as much as you're going to understand. I am who I am because the rest is mystery and holiness too great for you to take in. I am who I am because the universe with its 200 billion galaxies times each galaxy's 200 billion stars is still not big enough to contain me. I am who I am and suffice it to say I am with you and this voice that you're hearing inside your head, this voice that you wonder is coming from somewhere beyond the stars, well best you then do something about it because this is what makes you a little lower than the angels. When you hear the voice from the stars or the voice from the fire or the voice from your dreams or the voice from your conscience, best you ask, who am I? Because I'll tell you I'm with you. And best you ask, well, who are you? And I'll say, I am who I am. And let's get on with it. Let's get on with the purposes of the universe. Oh, I get it. The Lord says there's a lot you don't know. There's a lot that you're uncertain about. There's a lot that frightens you. But I am who I am, and I am with you, and it's best we get going. In Stephen Ambrose's wonderful chronicle, Undaunted Courage, he writes of the moment when Meriwether Lewis and his companions of the Lewis and Clark expedition reached the point beyond which no white man has ever gone. They're on the Missouri River, just beyond Fort Mandan, and they are entering into completely uncharted territory. And Ambrose describes it this way. Quote, Lewis was now stepping into the unknown, into the heart of darkness 
deserts, mountains, great cataracts, warlike Indian tribes. He could not imagine them because no American had ever seen them. But far from causing apprehension or depression, the prospect brought out his fullest talent. He knew that from now on until he reached the Pacific and returned, he would be making history. He was exactly what Jefferson wanted him to be, optimistic, prudent, alert to all that was new about him. His ambition was boundless, his determination complete. He could not, would not contemplate failure. Lewis, Ambrose continues, Lewis had come to a point that he longed for, dreamed of all his life. He was ready intensely alive, he stepped forward into paradise. I wonder if paradise for you and me is when we look at the heavens and somehow make the connection between the purposes of the universe and the purpose of our lives. I wonder if paradise is when we entertain this little voice in the back of our heads that is attempting to arrest us and send us. Bad will be the day, Phyllis Brooks, the composer of A Little Town of Bethlehem, bad will be the day for every man when he becomes absolutely contented with the life that he's living, with the thoughts that he's thinking, with the deeds that he's doing, when there is not forever beating at the doors of his soul some great desire to do something larger, which he knows he was meant and made to do because he is still, in spite of all, a child of God. Who am I? And God says, be careful what you ask because the truth is you're a child of God and God's got work to do. And the promise is that I am is with you. Philip Carey in his great little book, Good News for Anxious Christians says that there's very little reason for you and I to be anxious when it comes time to trying to figure out what God's will for our lives is because according, according to Carey, God's already told us through the prophets and through the the Messiah, Jesus Christ, that God's will for our lives is to do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with our God, to love God, to love neighbor. That's the game plan. That's been the way since the beginning of the universe. And when the voice comes then, we go. When justice calls, we go. When kindness calls, we go. When humility calls, we go. And we need not fear because I am is with us. It's the game plan. It's the purpose of the stars. It's what ranks us a little below the angels. Speaking of game plans, I think of the day when I was playing eighth grade football for Ottawa Junior High. And we were playing against Clintondale Junior High, and we were beating Clintondale by five points. But it was late in the game, and Clintondale had the ball, and they were marching down the field. I was a defensive end, and Clintondale had this huge fullback, and he was having his way with us. Actually, he was picking up six or seven yards each carry. And the funny thing was, he was having his way not just with us. Frankly, he was having his way with me. And he was not just running at me, he was running over me at every play. That's how he was getting his six or seven yards of carry. He just kept running at me. My number was number 80, and I'm guessing that the Clintondale coach on the other side was just calling the same play in, run at number 80. 
And so they marched the ball, running down over number 80 to about the five-yard line. It was near the end of the game. It was fourth down, and the coach called timeout, called the whole defensive team over to the sideline, explained to us what was going to happen. He told us that the fullback was going to run right at McConnell because he thinks he's going to run over McConnell. But guess what? McConnell, he's not going to run over you, right? Right, I said. And then he explained about all the other things that the rest of the team was going to do to help McConnell. Then the whistle blew, and we broke back to the field. But as we broke back to the field, a face came onto my face mask. That was back in the day when coaches grabbed face masks. And a second later, I was face-to-face -face with the head coach. And the coach said to me, I want to know one thing, McConnell. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Are you going to tackle that kid? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right answer, he said. And then he sent me back out onto the field. We got in the huddle, went to the line. The ball was snapped. As expected, the fullback came running right at me, and there I stood, all 20, 125 pounds of me, and I held out my arms, and I probably closed my eyes, and just as he got to me, just as he got to me, Mike Gendron, the outside linebacker, came up from behind me and pushed me into him, and the giant didn't know what hit him. <clears throat> Who am I? That's a great question to ask at the beginning of another year, the beginning of a school year, at the beginning of a church year. At any moment in the course of history, it's a good question to ask, who am I? What connection do I have to the moon and the stars, to the angels, to the great I am? Is this voice about justice, about kindness, about humility, about love? Is that voice for me? Or, or will I let my own little inferiority complex get in the way of the great purposes of the universe? And who are you, we ask? Oh, I am who I am. The one pulling at your face mask. The one pushing you into the path of the giant.
kitchen, we certainly invite you to make your way through the narthex, greet our newest members, and uh, find a dry path on the way over. Looks like it stopped raining, so it may be that you got a dry path even going through the courtyard, but every person out for themselves, okay? So, <laughs> but we would love to have you over there to enjoy some pancakes, to enjoy some fellowship, and more importantly, to find ways by which you are going to slay the giant, ways by which you are gonna use your gifts so that we can be a force in the world to bring about justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with our God. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with you now and forevermore. Amen. Yes, we brought this way.